Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today we're going verse by verse through the book of John. So turn there in your Bibles as we join Pastor Mike. John chapter 11 is probably one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Not that they're not all great. But chapter 11 is so unique because it shows God's relationship to those that he loves in a different perspective than what oftentimes I think God should do and be. Let's look at this. Now, chapter 11 starts off and it says, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. Now, Bethany is real close to the Mount of Olives. And the Mount of Olives is really close to Jerusalem. In fact, from the Mount of Olives, you can look right into the city of Jerusalem, right down. So as you make the descent from the Mount of Olives, you go through the gate, and then right there is, is the city. And so It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he who you love is sick. Whoa. Let's stop right there for a second. What do we see here? Loving Jesus... And Jesus loving us does not preempt us from the problems of this life. Somebody would say, well, why is that? First of all, remember, we live in a cursed world. It came from the garden, and people have been dying ever since. Christians and non-Christians alike, they both have headstones out here in in the cemetery. The only difference is they're not there. Their body is, but the spirit, the Bible says, goes to where it's going to be at most. If that with the Lord, if that with the underworld, we're going to talk about that more in just a minute. Well, Jesus heard that and he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the son of God may be glorified through it. Now here's an important part of our Christianity. Issues happen to us as Christians so God can be glorified. Things happen to us we don't understand so God can be glorified. Remember that. Otherwise, you will misinterpret the data at hand. What do I mean by that? When you think something bad happens to you and you're a Christian, our tendency sometimes is to get angry with God. God, if you love me, why did this happen? Notice Whom you love is sick. Then we find here, it said that this sickness is not unto death, but that God would be glorified through it. Verse 5. Now, Jesus loved Martha and and, and her sister and Lazarus. So God's love for us doesn't exempt us from the trials of this life. And that's real important because the devil will throw that at you. He'll say, well, if God really loved you, why did this happen? 
You'll even maybe sometimes come in contact with people who don't know Christ. And they'll say that, well, I thought you were a Christian. Wow, you lost your business or you, you had an illness or something like this. Well, so when he heard he was sick, Jesus dropped everything and immediately went. My Bible doesn't say that. Now, so it was. When he heard he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Whoa, that's kind of weird. What do we see here? Two different time schedules. Mary wanted him to come immediately. Lazarus is sick. He needs your attention, Jesus. And so Jesus does not agree with the request. In fact, we find several requests in the Bible, and, uh, and a, a lot of times Jesus simply didn't do what they wanted him to do. And so notice it says, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. God's timing. Now, when I become a Christian, I have to accept God's timing for my life. Now, this is part of growing in Christ. It isn't just, Jesus, thank you for salvation. I got pie in the sky and the great by and by. Well, no, there's more to it than that. Here's the thing. When we become a Christian, we then join God's time schedule. You've heard of daylight savings time. Well, we are on God's time when we become a Christian. Why is that? Because God does things different than we do. Now, I'll give you, we'll just run the tape up fast forward here for just a second. Why did God wait? Well, we remember that as we'll read in the story here, don't you just hate people that say, hey, did you see this movie? And they tell you the plot when it's all over with. And so you go, oh, yep, just what they said. You know, they kind of write, I'm going to do that for you right now. We find Lazarus is already dead when Jesus gets there. And the mourners are all there. Now, this was traditional for about a week after somebody would die If you didn't have the friends that would come and go, whoa, despair and agony on me. I mean, they would do things to show that their love for this individual, they would mourn, they would be sad, they would put sackcloth and ashes on their head. They would do all these things to show their grief of the loss of their loved one. And By the way, if people were not so well-like, you could pay for mourners to come and bellyache at your funeral. So I always thought that was kind of interesting, uh, you know, occupation, professional mourner, you know. Well, the thing is, is that you got to remember, God's timing is different than ours. Mary and Martha's wish is that Lazarus would have been immediately healed. God said he's doing this so that really God's God's majesty could be shown. When we remember that when Jesus finally shows up to where Lazarus was buried, the mourners are all there. Whoa! They're eyewitnesses of Jesus bringing Lazarus back to life. Had he healed him immediately, people would never have seen the full power and majesty of God. But God waited till everybody knew that he was ultimately super dead 
for God to do the miracle. Well, I didn't mean to wreck the plot for you, but let's get back to this because we're going to see a lot of things how Mary Martha reacted and how sometimes I find myself acting kind of like Mary and Martha. Well, notice it said he waited two extra days where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let's go to Judea again. And the disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you're going there again? And Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks at night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Here's a truth that Jesus said. When you are a Christian and you are walking in the power of God, you see things different than people in the world. The disciples saw that that was a potential death trap. Judea, Jerusalem, Bethany, all there together. They were concerned that Jesus would go back there and somehow be captured. Well, Jesus saying, look, when you walk in the day, you, you see things. If you walk in the spirit, you see things that people of the world don't see. How could a person, as an example, give up a great job, great career, all those things, and go and be a missionary overseas someplace? People say, well, I don't see how that people could do that. Because they see things differently than other people see things. So seeing how God does things, seeing that God's on a different time schedule than we are, causes us to have a different perception of this life. That's why the Bible says when we are children of God, we don't see things the way the world sees things. So notice he says here, if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. They'll fall over things you'll never fall over because you walk in the light. These things he said, after that, he said to him, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, I go that I may wake him. Then the disciples said to him, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. And then Jesus finally plainly said to them, Lazarus is dead. You know, Jesus was trying to encourage him a little bit. Let's go that we may wake him. Now, this is where a lot of people get into the idea of soul sleep. Well, when you die, you just lay there in the grave until resurrection day. What's wrong with that? Well, first of all, if you read the next couple of verses on, you get that. Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. When Jesus said Lazarus is dead, this is predicated upon what we already know of death of our bodies. Now, barring the rapture comes, it's going to happen to all of us. Eh, I don't like to think about that. Let's change the subject. Well, really can't. Okay? Now, what's interesting, if we look in 1 Kings 17.22, you might want to write these verses down in case you run into a Jehovah's Witness or somebody along that line that believes that your spirit stays in your body in the grave, waiting resurrection day. In 1 Kings 17.22, Elijah raises a little boy back to life that was dead. And the Bible says when he prayed for him, it says his spirit returned to him. To return means it had to be gone. 
and the boy came back to life. We also find, here's another one for you, Luke 8, 55. 8, 55. This is where Jarius came and sent people to Jesus saying, my daughter is very sick, please come. And finally he came and said, your daughter's dead. And Jesus said, I'll go to her. So he goes, by the way, when they get there, all the mourners are out there, whoa. He puts them all out. He only brings, he only brings a couple of his disciples inside to Jarius' house. The little girl is laying there. He said, Tabitha, arise. The little girl opened up her eyes. The Bible says, in, uh, again, Luke 8, 55, her spirit returned to her. Now, the reason why that's important is so you, we don't get the wrong idea concerning death. The reason Jesus said Lazarus sleeps is because a believer does not die the way a non-believer does. It's interesting in the story that Jesus gave concerning the rich man and Lazarus. Many people wonder if, because of the same name, this Lazarus isn't reminiscent of the other Lazarus. Well, we remember the story. Lazarus, poor man, and then there was a rich man. The Bible says he fared sumptuously every day. He had all the good things. He was Gucci. The poor man, Lazarus, well, he wasn't in very good health. The Bible says they both died. The Bible says when the rich man died, they buried him. But when Lazarus died, the Bible says the angels came and got him. I I like the idea of being escorted wherever I'm going to go when I finally croak. I remember one time, I don't know if I shared this or not, but I remember one time I was working for NCR and I was filling all the papers. I got a job there and they said, who is your beneficiary? I was right out of high school. I didn't think about things like that. I go, what's a beneficiary? And she goes, well, you know, who gets your your things and things? And I said, she goes, if you croak, who gets your coin? And I said, oh, I get that. Well, the point is, the Bible says the angels came and got him. I like that thought. Well, understanding that we don't die the way a person outside of faith does, the Bible says God escorts us to where we're going to go. So, anyway... Jesus plainly said to him, Lazarus is dead. Now, I got, as we look at this, we realize that context is everything. And you'll find people will twist what you say for their advantage to make you look bad. It almost sounds like people running for president. Now, let's look at this line for line, but let's put in different punctuation, okay? Let's look at this together. Go to verse 14. And Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead and I am glad. What? That's not what it says. Well, it is what it says, but the context is wrong. The punctuation is wrong. Let's read it again. Lazarus is dead and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there that you may believe nevertheless let us go to him do you see the context how important it is to quote the rest of what you say you know I had somebody do this to me one time in church a girl come to me and she says Mike she said I was talking to these people and they said you said I had a lot of problems and I'm thinking what And then I remember some people came to me and they were gossiping about this girl. 
And I said, you know, she's been through so much right now. She, she's had a lot of grief and a lot of sorrow and a lot of tears in her life. She's got a lot of problems right now. She needs your prayers, not your criticism. And they took just, you have a lot of problems, and told her that and tried to make us look bad. Tried to make me look bad. Notice this. You could do this with this. Lazarus is dead, and I am glad. Wow. That's talk about some changes. But that's not really what it says. Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, so you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. I love Thomas. This is the same Thomas that says, I'm not going to believe unless I put my fingers in the holes in his hand and thrust my hand into his side. That Roman spear must have made a pretty big hole. And Thomas, who's called Didymus, one of the twins, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. I like that about Thomas in this particular place. You know, Jesus, we ain't got a clue what you're talking about. But we're willing to go with you and die with you. I like that. You know, that to me sometimes is the faith that we need, that I need. I don't always understand. You don't always understand everything that's going on in your life as a Christian. Sometimes I like, God, okay, God, spell it all out to me. If I accept Jesus as my Savior today, just where, when, and what will you do in my life? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. God says, you accept me, and I'll show you. You see, the problem is, much of our Christian experience, we're impatient. And by the way, our society teaches us to be impatient. Now, some of you that are older, remember when you turned your radio on and you had to wait for it to warm up before it worked. And sometimes it never did come on because it died. You always wondered, he'd be banging on the side, you know, doing the Fonzie, boom, hitting it on the side, trying to make it work. But we're taught now, instant on TVs and instant on radios and instant hamburgers. You know, I went to the drive-up window. If you wait more than three minutes for your food, it's free. You know, I'm going, yeah, baby. I want it. I want it now. I'm not taught to wait. I have a society that caters to my every instantaneous wish. But God doesn't do that in i got to get a God that performs. God does it on his time schedule. But why? Why doesn't God do it instantaneously? God is accomplishing, first of all, something in us. It's called faith and it's called trust. Now, I don't know if you, any of you have kids or have had kids or want to have kids. <laughs> you got a lot to look forward to. Um... If you tell your kid you're going to do something for them, I mean, the world will end and they'll still remind you, you said I got that, didn't you? You know, I mean, they'll, they'll never let you forget. Or if you say, okay, honey, if you eat all your dinner, you can have a cookie. And they'll eat their, their dinner. And when you're done, you're busy doing the dishes or you're busy cleaning up. Cookie, cookie. They don't forget. Different time schedule. I want it, I want it now. God says, no, wait, I'm teaching you something about patience. Now, notice he says, 
I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there that you may believe. It seems funny, friends, but the longer sometimes God takes to answer our prayer, the greater the miracle will be. Do you want it immediate or do you want it big? Well, you know what? I kind of like it big. Supersize me, okay? I like that idea. And Thomas, not understanding, he said, okay, he wants to go back. Let's go back and die with him. So when Jesus came, he found he'd already been dead in the tomb four days. So about the time that Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick is about the time that he died. Because it's a two-day journey from where he was at to get to uh, Judea. Uh, About 10 miles a day, it was about 20 miles, so four days total. He waited two extra days, and then he traveled a total of four days. Oh, by the way, why four days? Jewish tradition says that if a person died three days, the spirit is kind of hanging around the body waiting to see if it can move back in. Once the fourth day come, he's dead, he ain't coming back, we're out of here. Well, four days he'd been in the tomb. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined with the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Wow. I look at this and I, you know, sometimes I always like to see if I can find myself in Scripture. Sometimes I find this in me. God, if you would have been here, this wouldn't have happened. Does this relate with anyone just me? God, if you really are who you say you are, you can part the seas, you can bring manna from heaven, you can raise the dead, and you won't do anything about my problem. If you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. You know, it's kind of weird that she's kind of blaming Jesus for her brother dying. Aren't you glad verse 22 doesn't say, and Jesus was offended and left. Because that's a lot of times, you, you know, you don't want me here? I'm out of here. Notice Jesus' compassion. By the way, in any real ministry, as you grow in Christ, you'll notice if you do a cursory overview of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find many times the Bible will say, and Jesus, seeing the multitudes, had compassion on them. In other words, he overlooked their shortcomings in order to minister to them. Thank you for joining us on It's Time, as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store, or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com slash it's time. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thank you for listening and tune in next time for It's Time. It's Time.